people are constantly talking about working with, hiring, or partnering with friends or family. It's a touchy subject for a lot of reasons, and today's guests are that. They are family, and we're going to dive into some of those reasons, some of the uh, risks, but also potentially some of the rewards. Stay tuned. This episode is going to be a good one. Hi, I'm Tim Jordan, and at every corner of the world, entrepreneurship is growing. So join me as I explore the stories of successes and failures. Listen in as I chat with the risk takers, the adventurous, and the entrepreneurial veterans. We all have a dream of living a life fulfilling our passions, and we want a business that doesn't make us punch a time clock, but instead runs around the clock in the AM and the PM. So get motivated, get inspired. You're listening to the AM PM podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the AM PM podcast. Today, we're talking about something that is frequently discussed in entrepreneurship, especially, you know, the kind of small bootstrapping solopreneur-ish businesses that we see in the e-commerce space a lot, and that is family. And we're not talking about like your work family, your networking family, you know, the people in your mastermind group or, or what have you, but we're talking about physical family. And people ask me all the time, should I go into business with my spouse? Should I employ my spouse? Should I employ my child? Should I uh, get my mother-in-law to come in and package products for me? And it's kind of a hot topic because there's not really a definitive yes or no answer, but there are definitely some pitfalls that can happen. So today I'm bringing on two guests. It's the first time at the AMPM that I've had two guests. We have my good friend and business partner, Norm Farrar, and his son, Kelsey. So welcome, guys, to the podcast. Hey, pleasure. Thanks for having us. So let me put just a little bit of background on on what's happening here. Uh, I started a, a group, you know, content community and then a group coaching program maybe a year and a half ago now. And fairly recently, Norm, who many of you know or would recognize if you saw him at least, I asked Norm to come in and be a business partner with me. So he and I are now 50% owners of the Centurion League coaching group. And when we started merging our resources together, so to speak, and, and introducing staff, this guy popped up in our Slack channel named Kelsey. And I noticed, well, this is weird. Not only does he have the amazing haircut like Jonathan Taylor Thomas used to back in the 90s, for those of you that see it on the YouTube video, you'll see he just switched his hair. But also, you know, hey, they have the same last name. It's Farrar. And I started asking around, and like, yeah, that's his son. I thought, man, this is interesting. So Norm has employed his son. So what I'd like to do, gentlemen, if it's all right with you, is I'd kind of like to talk about that. Yeah, of course. Very good. Let's dig into it. <laughs> so why don't you, um, Kelsey, let's start with you. Why don't you give the brief history of like, how did you end up under the employ of your father? And what do you call him? Because I see like in our business meetings, you call him Norm. Do you have like a cool nickname for him behind the scenes in the less professional setting? You know, Papa Smurf, Papa. <laughs> There's a whole bunch it. of <laughs> different ways we can go with that. Yeah. I'm thinking, of, I love it when you call me Big Papa, you know, and now Norm's face pops into my head. All right. So, so let's get back to it. <laughs> um, that. Yeah, you're welcome. I've ruined that song for you forever. So talk about how you, how you ended up kind of in this position working with slash for your dad. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting how I ended up here. I would have never imagined I would have been in this situation. But um, I was an English teacher in Korea for a couple of years, and obviously COVID happened. And so I was sent back to Canada, and I was kind of, we, my family um, all came together uh, to our parents' house. And so 
I was unemployed, out of a job of an English teacher that was working overseas, and I was kind of just trying to figure out things to do. And uh, I think we got about maybe a month or two in, maybe in April, I think it was, where me and Norm started having little discussions about social media and that he's really terrible at it, at least for himself. And uh, I was looking for things to do. So I thought I'd, you know, just pop in and say, hey, I could do some social media for you. I know how to do Instagram and Facebook. You don't have a Facebook page. I don't think you had a website at that point. And I kind of just wedged myself in there. And uh, yeah, and then it's just kind of grown. And I've started to learn more and more about it. And I think we're nine months in now. So did you have any experience with social media? Because it sounds like a big like undertaking. Hey, I'm just going to do social media. Or was this something you had some interest in, but no experience? I've always been interested in making graphics, um, like for presentations for like university and stuff. Um, and I always liked the idea of it. I personally only had my uh, personal Instagram and Facebook. Uh, but I knew that Norm had a strong personal brand. Um, we were already kind of developing the Beard Guy logo that you can see in the background if you're watching on the YouTube of Norm's uh, camera. There's a little circle in the background. So we had that logo and we were kind of playing around with it. And I had no experience with Facebook pages, never had one, no Facebook groups. Um, but I just started learning every day. Norm, one thing Norm has always told me uh, was to learn something new every day. Uh, so whether that's 30 minutes or an hour every day, pick a course and just take that time out and start studying that. So yeah, no, I had no experience really. Um, and I just kind of started winging it. So I, I, I want to ask a personal question here and it's going to come across as critical. I don't mean it, it, you know, in a, in a critical way. Criticism is not my intent here, but Norm, if I were sitting out and I know that Kelsey's good at social media. I know that, you know, we're, I kind of see behind the scenes. So I know the answer to this question, but for anybody that's listening, let me tell you how I think they're going to perceive this. All right. So Norm, you've got several businesses going. Your son, who is an English teacher, comes back from Korea. He's jobless. He's freeloading. He has zero experience in anything that you would need him to do, but you're going to give him a job anyways. Now, if I'm listening from the outside, this sounds like a horrible idea. And this sounds like, hey, if, if this wasn't your kid, there's no way in the world this would happen. Am I on the right path here or am I completely off base? Yeah. And there was two. So Kelsey came back. Hayden came back. And it all started at the same time. Got and, it. And uh, yeah, uh, it would. I don't think it would have ever happened. Um, but what was really cool, what I had no idea about Kelsey is he could catch on so quickly about brand. Like I'm sitting there and he's like, the way that we work is we work off of each other. So he'll say, um, you know, I need some content, uh, just record me, you know, and then he'll go and do whatever. But he started saying, hey, what do you think if I responded to this person? He was asked, answering brand questions. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. And then seeing the personal brand expand like I, I would have had to kind of intercept him at some point if he sucked. But what ended up happening is he didn't suck. His creativity was incredible. If you go to my Instagram page, we're 
target, like he's targeted on the brand, the colors and the, um, like the consistency's all there. If you go to the YouTube channel, if you go to the, like the, the personal page, it's all consistent. And you've seen, you know, while you, we have Eric on the team over at, uh, uh, Centurion league, but it's all about that consistency and he took it on. So how would I have done it differently? Hey, if I, I, knowing that, you know, he's an English teacher, I would have probably had him review content or something along those lines. Um, and I had the ability to pay. So that was one thing too, that was key. But anyways, he did it on his own. Um, he built it up. He, and he's constantly improving. You know, we, uh, like with our YouTube wasn't optimized. Okay. How do we get this optimized? We reached out. Uh, one of the things that we were looking at, he can't be an expert in everything. So go to free up, hire an expert, get him trained, you know, and it was, it's, it was really great how this happened. Hayden did the exact same thing when we did the, I know this guy podcast and now he's doing um, chatbots. And so he's learned all about chatbots. He's doing an amazing job. So both of the guys are doing great. So it sounds like, you know, the, the, the happy ending is in progress right now. <laughs> like, you know, we don't know how things are going to look three years from now, but, but he's doing well. But when you hired him, the way it sounds to me is you didn't know if he was going to be good at these things. You kind of figured it out after hiring him. So you were in a position that I think a lot of our listeners probably have been in or are going to be in at some point in their life, making that decision like, hey, I think I'm going to either partner with or hire a family member, or you could even attach this to like a personal friend, a close friend, mm -hmm. you know? So you're sitting down at the table across from Kelsey, you make him a job offer. You don't really know what he's going to do. You don't really know if he's going to be good at it yet, but you're making him a job offer. What do you tell him as far as separation between business and family? Like, do you set boundaries? Do you set rules? Do you say, hey, hey, if you suck, I'm going to fire you, but I still love you. Like, like what, what was that initial business conversation with the job offer like? Okay. I do want to address the boundaries because he addressed it with me saying, dad, it's Sunday at seven o'clock. Don't ask me these questions. You know? And it was like, cause I like, I'll work 24 seven. So, uh, we had to establish that one of them, probably the most important thing that I could recommend and that we did is we work from a position of strength. If he was good in something, great. If he was doing something that would cause him to stress, and we did. There were certain things that caused you to stress, and mm -hmm. it was like, you're not good at that. I'm taking that back, and I'll give it to somebody else. And so, you know, I guess one of the things that when you are working with a family member, um, criticism, it, you know, it can't be taken as a... Uh, as an insult. And I guess the way that you deliver it, it can't be taken as an insult. We have a good rapport going back and forth and Hey, look, this kind of sucks, you know? Uh, well, yeah. Cause I don't really like doing it. I don't like doing LinkedIn lead generation. It takes up all this one. time. Huh? I, hated I hated that. So much. I know but <laughs> see what I did. What did I do? Yeah. So yeah, anyway, and then what do we con concentrate on stuff that he loved? And so we've been able to see like organic growth. Um, I, I think it was exceptional. So, uh, and not only that, uh, now spreading into other areas. So what's Kelsey doing? Say, okay, Kelsey, the most important part of any job or department 
is being able to automate and scalable so you can take a vacation. So he's got like three people working for him right now. This is all in a period of nine months. And I, I think that's going really, you know, great as well. So going back to um to that, I'm sure it was a series of conversations, a series of talks. Yeah. If you could go back in time and you had to do something differently as far as setting rules, setting boundaries, setting expectations. For those listening that may be about to put themselves in a situation, what what maybe did you not lay out clearly enough or do well enough? Or what would you do differently this time if you had to do it over again? Well, managing expectations is big. So communication is definitely um, something that had to be laid on the line. And we're still working on it. But, you know, what's acceptable? Uh, is it because he's upstairs when he was? Now he's back in Toronto. But I could just go up and just say, hey, Kels, what about, Kels, what about, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night? Hey, I got an idea. What about? And he would answer, you know, and it, 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 it took a period of time just, hey, look, on, you know, Saturday, Sunday, I really don't want to work, you know, or unless it's urgent. And so establishing the communication, what is acceptable? How is it acceptable? How many times a day is acceptable? Can I batch communication? Can we meet once a day or once in the morning? And it had to be back and forth. There had to be two-way communication, not just from him. I had to answer his bloody emails. <laughs> yeah. So, Kelsey, when you were sitting at that table, if you could go back in time and renegotiate something set some different expectations. What would you do differently sitting at that table, working on a job offer from Papa Smurf? Well, I, we're in a unique situation with the type of job that I was looking for with the social media. So we had very little boundaries of what exactly my job was. We started off on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Pinterest, all of the different social medias all across um, doing engaging, posting, everything. And I think one thing that I would probably change, which it's hard to kind of go back and fix it, but it's like clear out those, or set out those strict guidelines of what my job is actually, because there's a point where I was doing like 50 different things and it kept like piling on and piling on and piling on and piling on. And it got to the point where I was just working way too much. And because it was a personal brand, we were trying to figure out the money situation too. Um, because I was also moving to Toronto, which is for anyone. And when you say there, the money, you're talking about how much you're going to get paid. Yeah, exactly. So at the very beginning, that's one thing that I'm glad that my dad had a talk with me about was that, okay, listen, the money is not going to be great at the beginning, but over the next months, it'll start to pile up a little bit more and a little bit more, and it'll get there. But another thing was the time thing. Working on Saturdays and Sundays, and I was we were stuck in one house, uh, and it was just very difficult to kind of get away from the work. There was, like Norm, as you probably know, he works 24-7. It's like his passion. It's what he loves. Um, sometimes I want to go to the lake and swim and like not have to answer uh, questions about social media or hear about uh, how many views the YouTube video got today or, oh, Kelsey, can you check this? So there's just having that 
kind of boundary of like, okay, it's Saturday. I'm not talking about work right now. And yeah, that was something that I had to talk to him. So I think at the very beginning, I would have liked to like clear that up first. Um, because that was, I think, the majority of our problems. We were, we're just kind of figuring out what my work was because social media is so broad, um, and then the time management. But I also want to add, like, with the social media, the bar was pretty low with the social media. So even if I'm, <laughs> so you're gonna look like a superhero for doing very, very little. <laughs> exactly. But also, if I did really suck, which there was a possibility, and I know how it looks like daddy's son working for him getting the job uh but the bar was very low and we kind of started building it up with like an instagram uh his instagram was a picture of a dog with a couple pictures of a surfboard and there was maybe i think 15 followers and then there was no facebook page so even if i really messed up somehow <laughs> um which personally i don't think i would try and push a job if i didn't think i was qualified for but I I figured I, I could, it was worth the risk and I could do it. And I know how important business is for my dad. So yeah, I, I knew that where the stakes were and like a personal social media is super important for someone, especially in a brand like an Amazon and your personal brand. So I knew I had to be careful with engaging and um, yeah. So Again, I'm trying to trying to peel back some layers here and ask these questions that are going to be valuable valuable to our listeners here. You were talking about one boundaries were hard to set for time. You know, it was like a 24 you know seven job. You're staying in the same house with this guy. He's blowing you up constantly. He never shuts up about social media engagement questions, and you need a time just to stop. But also, he told you straight up, "Hey, I can't pay you a ton because there's really no revenue coming in based on the projects that you are going to be taking on." So it sounds like you were overworked and underpaid. Do you think that he got a better deal with you because your family? Mm. Go ahead. Me? If yeah. I, if I think my dad do got a think, better, better do deal. Do you think deal? he got he got a better deal monetarily with you because you were family? Could he have gone out and hired someone else off the street with your capabilities, the amount of time that you've put in at the at the wages you were paid? At the beginning, hundred percent, yes, hundred um, percent. We were starting off. I was working it's probably the most i've ever worked was at the beginning too and that was for the the least amount of pay um, okay so when you're saying 100 percent yes 100 percent yes he got a killer deal because your family correct yeah i don't think there's any like vas in like the philippines that could probably do what we did um especially on the level since it was like intimate with like the the media social the personal brand um it's something that you're taking a lot of risk passing off your Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, like I was answering people's messages on LinkedIn and stuff like that. So which was me. I, I did it by the way. Anything you know, <laughs> that was, a, that was these white labeled responses. Yeah, yeah. All of you that are listening that got a great um emoji from Norm, that wasn't actually Norm. Uh, <laughs> so Norm, was this was this a difficult thing for you to do? Because I would think, and I've never hired a family member, and and I won't, but I would think that it's a tough line between business and personal because you don't want to discourage your your child. You don't want to undervalue him. We, You don't personally want to say, hey, you know, 
you're untested. You're not really worth that much. I'm not to pay you much. But on the other hand, you've got a business to run, right? Like you've yeah. got to compartmentalize that. Was that a tough thing to do when you went in to negotiate this job with him? Especially when there was two. So I've got, you know, one son who's got a master's in music. He just graduated from Berkeley. Then I've got Kelsey over here. He's coming back from uh, uh, from Korea and his studies, you know, it's English. So how do I do this? How do I get, we were lucky for COVID, believe it or not. So everybody was under the roof. When I was negotiating this, I said, look, guys, what do we need to survive? And it was, it, and that was the question. I said, I've got to see if it's, uh, it, I have a business to run. Is it worth doing this? And how long is it going to take to get from here to here? Um, and so, you know, we worked out a deal and it, it was not a bad deal. Um, but now, what I promised them was you'll get exceptional pay and you, it'll increase over month after month after month. And so now, um, and going forward, I, I think the deal is because he's not only monetizing what I'm doing, but he's monetizing a few other things and same with Hayden, that it's easier to pay a lot more. And, you know, it's, I think, you know, above average for, um, somebody working in Toronto now from for social media. Yeah, so for he sure. had to sacrifice. I had to sacrifice. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I want to make this clear. Like, I went into this knowing how much we got paid. This was over weeks of yeah. negotiation, kind of talking about the idea of doing this. Um, and it was over that couple of weeks where my dad sat us down and said, "Look, we can't. I can't give you." A huge amount of money right now but um in the future you'll if this goes as planned there's a future for this and um we're kind of setting ourselves up for the future um yeah so well i think that goes back to trust like we talk about the the hardships of hiring family but what we haven't talked about are the advantages of hiring family because there's a lot of positions i'd love to fill right now but i can't really afford to pay much for them but i know that if the right person takes that job they will be generating so much revenue with the structure that I can place around them and the opportunities that they'll be worth a fortune and they can get paid a fortune. But, you know, I can't go to a stranger off the street and say, hey, if you'll nearly work for free for the next three months, I'll make it up to you throughout the rest of the year once we build this thing up because there's not a trust factor. So you can get away with that to an extent with family. That is one of the advantages that that hiring family has. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the other side of it, though, one of the tougher things, what happens if Kels makes a mistake, you know, and how yeah. do you approach it? So, and I think it was no different than any, anybody else. Like, you know, we approach it, we address it, and we move on. Um, but it's kind of tough because it's, you know, your son and vice versa. If Kels, and, and believe me, uh, Going three times a week with lunch with Norm, you were a hundred percent against it, you know. And it was like, no, we're not doing it. I said, yep, we are doing it, and these are the reasons why. And it was a little bit of loggerheads for a while, but yeah. you know, um, actually, you know, should we do it five times a week? No, with three. Yeah, times that was the initial one. I think <laughs> yeah. that would have been a lot. Three. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so 
now things are up and running, mm-hmm. right? Things are going along well. Kelsey, you're now helping with us with the, the Centurion League, so I get to see you're operating. And, and it seems like things are fairly smooth right now. I'm curious, right? I, I'm curious about some things that I think are going to be valuable to our listeners for sure, because like I said earlier, this is this is a topic that comes up constantly. I would like to ask you personally, Kelsey, as a as a exercise here in in education, what is one of your dad's old Papa Smurfs biggest struggles in being your employer? What does he struggle with in being your boss? I'm putting you on the spot here in front of him, but but I want the honest answer here. What what does he suck the most at at being your employer? I would say uh, communication, and that is especially when we're apart from each other. Um, when we're with each other, it's a lot easier to talk to each other and pop in. But when we're out, like my dad's running five, six different companies, and sometimes I need a quick answer to reply to something or do something. And like you, we, we talk on Skype, and sometimes I'll put a question in, and then he'll respond with his own question about something randomly. He never answered your question, but and he's demanding I'll, an answer. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll answer something else. And then there's just like a, a complete, uh, there's a bit of a gap there um, when that happens. Um, but I know we're trying to remedy that situation and focus on a different, like uncertain channel. But I would say that was, that would be one place that it's a little difficult. Also. I think it all comes back to just uh, like time management. Um, right now, because it's a personal brand, we're trying to get lots of content out. And so getting the actual amount of content uh, on a regular basis is a little more difficult. So I have to kind of jump and groove around and try and find my own answers to things. And uh, yeah, kind of be creative with the social media if I'm lacking in some information or some content and kind of jump through a different little hoop on the side to get to the answer. Um, I would say that, yeah, that would probably be the most difficult thing about Norm. So I'm going to say something that's a little bit inflammatory, but Kelsey, it sounds like you have like child entitlement syndrome because because the biggest thing you're complaining about sounds like something that's normal for employees to to face. The truth is, I can send Norm a message and he's my business partner and it'll be nine hours before he responds. And I don't stress about that. Like, I wouldn't list that as one of the biggest weaknesses because I'd say, hey, like he told me up front, he's busy, he doesn't check messages. Like sometimes I'll go a day without responding to him. So Norm, do you think that that his identification of your weakness that maybe Kelsey feels like he should have more direct access to you because in that siloed off thing, he's forgetting that he's just an employee and not a family member. Like, I guess the question is, do you think it's an unfair assessment? No, he's, he is bang on because he needs, uh, especially with the social media is trying to come up with new content all the time. And luckily, uh, and I, I I'm going to skirt this question for a second. Okay. I could not trust somebody that is in the Philippines to come up with the content that he's putting out right now. I don't know how, but uh, Kelsey kind of knows exactly who I am, what I'm doing. Like I'll look at something. It's almost like he knows you. Yeah. But I'm talking about (laughs) brand management. He didn't go to business, you know, (laughs) and we're talking about a lot of these concepts 
And he's going, oh, yeah, here's the three strategies of. And I'm going, how did you learn that? You know, and um, so those are the types of things, though, kind of hooking back. Um, he needs answers on. And he's, hey, dad, can you get back to me on this? And, yeah, I don't get back to him. You know, I'll be doing 10 other things. And, you know, when all of a sudden I do check everything, it's already at night. So, yeah, he, he's got a he won there. <laughs> so so on the on the flip side of that, Norm, what is Kelsey's biggest weakness as an employee? All I mean, no holds barred right here. Like, just just lay it out there. What I think probably is, I think he's a little nervous of being very direct with me. You know, that's interesting. Okay, I I think he'll, you know, oh, what about you know, hey, have you ever thought about very political with me, where um, you know a lot of other people, especially a lot of people I'm dealing with, are very direct, you know, and that's what I I, I want to get more out of uh, Kels. Is that hey, look, I'm not your dad here, you know. You're you need an answer. You've got to get a hold of me. You know, contact me. Tell me. And um, I think that's probably the biggest thing was building that relationship between um, how to approach me, how to approach me with others. You know, in a room when we go into our uh, staff meeting, Tim. You know, how does Kelsey address me? You know, he felt awkward. You know at the beginning. And, uh, I think that's probably one of the challenges that, um, I had was he was, he, he might've felt held back because I was his dad. Yeah. Like he, like he didn't want to ruin the personal relationship. So he was being extra cautious. He was being extra timid. Is, yeah. is that, is that a fair statement, Kelsey? Is that what was going on? Yeah. And I think that's something that I've just grown up like uh grown up with like i've always been kind of quiet and in a word timid about certain situations like in speaking to people of authority and so one of people of authority in your life is your dad so i always had a tough time just bringing up things to my dad and being kind of direct so when that turned into a business thing where i have to start kind of telling him what to do in a, in a sense um it was it was really difficult and i think um, where's going to go with this? It was a big shift. Um, even just going from saying dad to Norm, I always felt kind of awkward with that. Now it's, now it's fine. I sometimes forget to call him dad now or Papa, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, you're, yeah. you're at Thanksgiving dinner saying, Hey, Norm, pass the potatoes. Yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My friends say that too. Like I'll talk to my friends about my dad and say Norm and I'm like, Oh, I mean my dad. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had some hesitancy feeling out like how to actually address certain situations and problems. And for example, like the podcast, when you we were going to five, five, uh, episodes a week, that was one of the ideas and I was very against it, but I think for the first while I kind of just like pushed it down, like pushed it deep down. I was like, Oh, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's fine. And then uh, I think there was some other times where that's happened where I kind of just like tried to be like oh, it's fine I can I can handle it I can do it um, but it really did bother me and then it was only after that that when we would kind of blow up and we'd have this big fiasco um, this big argument about something and then Norm 
would be, why didn't you just tell me this at the beginning? And I was like, oh, I, I don't know. But yeah, I think that's just part of my personality <laughs> too. But uh, yeah. So the other thing though, is that Kelsey really is the head of that department. So if I have people that I'm depending on throughout, you know, it might be an operations manager, it might be a marketing person or social media, the, the people I'm hoping are going to be really direct and say, this is what I need. This is where I'm going, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and Kelsey's doing a lot better job of that right now. But at the end of the day, he heads up that department. And so I've got to get that information back from him. And now he's, uh, you know, it's, it's a 180, like, you know, from what it was at the very beginning. Yeah. So uh, I've asked about intentionally asked about some of the most common complaints, gripes, problems that I see. So it's, and we've talked about it. We've talked about the money situation. We've talked about the trust situation. We've talked about the compartmentalizing slash siloing slash setting boundaries, because, you know, especially, um, like we were just just a minute ago on um, a different different format talking to Tom and Cindy Norton, who are members of our Centurion League coaching group, and they're married and they work together. And like, you know, I imagine it's hard separating what the conversations are allowed to be or what the topics of of time spent together should be about because you can't always be on talking about business. Sometimes you got to go on a date night and not talk about PPC management, right? So these are the things I hear and, you, and you've kind of addressed those, but if you guys could sit down right now and you're sitting with another father, son, mother, daughter, spouse, boyfriend, you know, close friend who are thinking about going into business together, Norm, what is the, the most profound piece of advice that you would give them in two or three minutes sitting across the table and they've asked for your opinion? I'd probably think that uh, don't expect too much. Like don't don't go in there thinking that your kid's gonna just you, you know um, be rise to the top. People need training, whether it's your son or your wife or your husband. Um, expectations are key, and getting those expectations laid out, um, getting I think something we really didn't talk too much about too was a really thorough job description. So communication and job description uh, and setting the, 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 uh, the time, when do we shut off? You know, do we talk about this when we were watching UFC? No, we're watching UFC. We're eating popcorn, you know? Um, so I think those are probably a few things that I would, uh, I would expect. And uh, it's important. Uh, you can put your family member on a pedestal and you can pile things on because it's your family member. Oh, you know, do this, do this, do this. And all of a sudden, like Kelsey's case, you know, okay, I'll do it and I'll do it. And until the point where that pedestal crumbles and I don't want Kelsey to say at the end of the day, I can't handle this anymore. I'm too stressed out. If I would have just stuck to what he was good at, that would have been awesome. But I'm throwing things at him, throwing things at him because I think he's going to handle it and he takes it. So I think that's uh, very important that there's limitations on what you can do. And training, so bloody important. You know, it's so important. Those are sort of the things that I, I can come up with. 
All right, Kelsey, they've also asked you the same question sitting across from the same table. What is the most profound piece of advice you would share with them based on your experience working for a parent? I would say make sure it's something, if it's something serious that you're willing to commit to it. Um, you know, we are in a situation where everything is going, you know, I would say very well. Um, but there are horror stories where money gets in the way. Um, you know, there's other problems. Uh, it can kind of separate family, I think, in some very bad situations. But yeah, I think um, maybe even having some checkpoints along the way, like every couple, for at least for the beginning, the, every month or three months, kind of check in and kind of feel it out and see if come back to it and say like, is this something that we still want to do? Is it something that's still going strong? You really need to open up that communication because if you kind of went in the direction where I was heading, where I was kind of like keeping things in, things can go really bad really quickly. Um, you can say something you didn't mean, um, can really blow up in a negative way. Uh, and the other person might not know anything about it either. So having that, yeah, commitment that you are, you're in it and you know that this is a serious thing that you need to take seriously. Um, you're not just the son or the daughter. You're someone that is going to be an employee and you have responsibilities. So having those responsibilities laid out is super important too. Sometimes difficult, like with us, we didn't know we were going to be a podcast. There was no talk of a podcast at the very beginning. But now I'm a podcast producer. Um, so some things are harder to kind of see the future of. But the things that you do have, label those things out, have an understanding, talk about the money, um, because those are like the major stress points, I, I would think. But yeah, it's a, it's a commitment. And you're putting a lot on the line working with family members. So I wouldn't hold it lightly. Like It's a, a situation that you really need to know the other person try and and feel it out and yeah i i've worked with norm in the past a little bit with some social media stuff with his other company but um i really didn't have too much experience working full-time but um it was something that i was ready for and uh i was kind of excited about and when we do talk about work now um, I think it's something that we're both kind of passionate about. So like with social media, like how to make things better and uh, improve it. And so there's times where, yes, it's a Saturday, but we can kind of geek out and talk about social media and sure. that's fine. So I, I want to add one thing while you were talking. Uh, probably this is the most important and I, I can't believe I skipped it. It has to be a hundred percent clear if those little cracks start to crack a little further because those little cracks that happen and then all of a sudden, Oh, you know what? This is really bothering me about the way that he does this. And I'm talking about Kelsey with, okay, like I'm really quick. I'm just expecting answers. Um, those little cracks can turn into resentment. Resentment can turn into just a complete and utter failure. So I, you, it's very important. This is beyond communication. It's making sure that you take care of the cracks that will form in the foundation and that you patch them up really quickly. 
And if there is something like, oh, you know, 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I'm pinging Kelsey, which doesn't happen, you know, that might tick him off. And so he's got to let me know that and vice versa. Yeah, that makes complete sense. So would it be fair to say that when you hear somebody out there say, oh, never get in business with your family, never hire a family member, would it be fair to say that you would roll your eyes and be thinking to yourselves, hey, that's just not, that's not an accurate statement? For me, it depends on the family member. So I know I can work um, pretty much with any of our family, but I've seen other families communicating together and might not be the best deal for them because there is a lot of give and take. And so if your personalities kind of click and you can give and take, then, it, it, hey, you know what? It can be awesome. You can build an incredible business together. And at the end of the day, I'm an old guy. He's got something left to him, you know, where that might not have happened. I might have sold it out, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I have seen people that should not work together, you know, just never not in a million years, but uh, I think it depends on the situation. So the moral of the story is there's not a right or wrong answer. No. Um, for the right couples, it, it works for the right um, spouses and parents and even, um, you know, best friends, it can work. For others, it definitely can't. So I think that you guys have addressed probably what the hot topics are. It's money, boundaries, trust. We kind of skirted around it too, but there needs to be a kill switch, uh, a fire escape, you know, like, hey, we need to understand that if this doesn't go well, we can walk away, we can blow up as a business unit, but still be friends, still be family, still be, is that possible? Or do you think that any big blow up is going to have long-term ramifications? They're going to take some time to heal. I think uh, it's kind of like a marriage. Um, you have some marriages where, you know, you get the divorce, you can still hang out with each other and be friends or have play with the kids and have a good, healthy relationship. But then there's others where you just don't speak to each other anymore and it yeah. can really shatter the marriage or the, the relationship there. And yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think we gave ourselves a timeline uh, in the beginning. I think we said three years and we'll reevaluate, but, I think along those lines, um, like I said before, having that three-month discussion, six-month discussion, a year discussion, kind of seeing where you're at um, so you don't have this kill switch needed. You can kind of patch it up as you go. And then hopefully if it is um, something that you have to leave uh, from one side or the other, um, at least it's not as bad as what it would be if they had all those cracks in it and it would just... Yep blow up so yeah just constantly checking in with one another i think i don't think that there'll be any anything that could happen like at, at least from our family who knows but i would be really ticked off if you know somebody was doing this because they were afraid to or worried about how i would react so it is better for me to see that somebody just go, this isn't for me, you know, and not just leave, but Hey, look, this isn't working out. Um, I, I need two weeks. I need a month or whatever it is, but 
but this isn't for me. Um, or look, Corona thing is over. This sucks. I'm going back to teaching. Um, but I, I really can't see any circumstance where it would affect us as a family. Like, you know, oh, Thanksgiving. If there's something that's happening negatively in business, it, it, I don't know if it's just like our relationship um, with the kids, but that's a relationship that's left at the doorway. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the end sense. of the day, in the end of the end of the day, I, it's social media. It's I know it's a business, and there are high stakes with it, but it's not like uh, live or die. It's not the end of the world. Like it is just business. Yeah. Right. And and uh, that shouldn't be more important than family or friends. Right. Exactly. Makes Having sense. that respect for one another. I, I like what you said, Kelsey, was like you can't go into this lightly because there are high stakes, you know. But I think from listening to you guys and, and getting to work with you two, I think that it's definitely fair to say that there is a time and place and an application and a method where in which working with your family is going to be a positive thing. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. For sure. Well, thank you guys for being on. I appreciate your uh, your honesty and transparency. You, neither of you knew what I was going to ask, and yeah. you know, asking things like "What does the other one of these guys suck at the most?" is sometimes a tough question. But <laughs> I think that this is an appropriate question to ask because this is happening all the time, and it's even more profound now, especially with you know the past year of COVID lockdown, where people are are stuck in the house with each other, and you know, people have lost jobs and need to make transitions. So, I appreciate what you guys do. I love seeing you guys work together. I appreciate you appreciate you guys being on the show if those of you listening want to check out some of the projects they're doing together go to normferrar.com check out the website there the personal branding that uh norm and kelsey have been talking about also go to the facebook page join the facebook group of lunch with norm they're doing as we talked about not five a week because kelsey put his foot down and said no but three uh podcast live interviews uh, a week with lunch with norm and you'll get to see Kelsey and uh, Norm doing that together. It's kind of a cool way to, to watch the way they interact and they're working together. So uh, normferrar.com and lunch with Norm. Thank you guys for being on. I'm sure I'll see you guys in the next you know 12 minutes after this interview or something <laughs> we're doing go. together. Um, but thank you all for listening. Make sure, uh, again, go to normferrar.com, go to lunchwithnorm.com. If you want to check out what Norm and I are doing together, go to privatelabellegion.com, check it out. Kelsey's in the mix with all that. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for uh, holding through. We're now at like the 45-minute mark. I know it's been a long one, but uh, I would ask you give us a thumbs up, give us a like on the YouTube video, or give us a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Take care, guys. See you later. Thank you.